Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Ads and Dunks podcast, exclusively brought to you by the Oz American Aces. It's Josh, one of your hosts here, and I'm joined online by my best mate, Adzi. How are you, mate? Going well, mate. I'm going very well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I miss you. I obviously got to catch up with you a little bit on Sunday, which was nice, um, albeit your, your daughter spewed on my couch and made a mess of it. So it was a bit of a... Uh, it's a bit smelly, the house still, mate. Yeah, I'm uh, sorry about that. It, and I did a piss poor job at uh, trying to stop her from oh. vomiting. But I tell you what, I tell you what, probably the uh, the moment of the year has to go to Kimmy, my uh, my beloved partner, because um, to set the scene, we were both sitting on the couch, Georgie and I, watching. Um, I think we we're watching the footy, the Hawthorne game, and she was. Uh, we, we you, you obviously cooked a nice feed, a nice barbecue, and um, you guys are all sitting around the table whilst I was sitting with Georgie. I've just suddenly grabbed Georgie and gone, Kim, she's throwing up. And I've kind of just stood there and watched Georgie just throw up. She's like thrown up on a bit of my shirt and a bit of my on my arm. And out of nowhere, you just see Kim come running over with her hands and just vomited straight into her hands. And and then it just kind of just happened. And um, obviously when we finished it and whatnot and cleaned everything up, freaking Jado, Jado's come on come over and go, and that's the best thing I've ever seen all year. Kim come <laughs> over and do that, which was pretty funny. Um, so I am sorry about that. It's uh, We didn't plan uh, for Georgia to go there and vomit on your couch. No, nah, it was still good to see anyway, mate. Albeit the the Kimmy's uh, catch was probably one of the highlights of Jado's year. Um, but you, mate, you on the other hand were so hopeless. I couldn't believe it. I thought you might be a bit better than that. Yeah, well, um, the sacrifice that I did with my jumper, I think I threw my jumper out after that because there was that much vomit on it. But um, it goes to show that... Uh, <laughs> You know, I'm I'm kind of part time with the fatherhood at the moment because obviously I'm living in Melbourne and Kim and Georgie are up there. That when I get into those situations, I actually don't know what I'm doing. So, um, yeah, it was uh, it was quite funny. But um, you're right; it was it was good to see her. We um, obviously it was my uh, my buy, so I went up to Queensland. And as you said last week, wait for the weather. How good is it going to be? Two days in a row, I went to the beach in the middle of winter. Um, cannot even imagine doing that down here in Melbourne. Today's been. I think 15 degrees, um, top of 15 degrees right now would be about 11 degrees. And um, I, I didn't put a pair of pants on. I had a hoodie on up there because it got a little bit cold at night. But um, mm. but during the day, mate, just shorting at the beach and jumping in the water, you just don't uh, you don't get it here in Melbourne. I saw a few photos of you with your shirt off, which is stock standard <laughs> from you, middle of winter. Oh, well, what do you want me to do when I'm at the beach? I'd leave my shirt on. <laughs> nah, nah, get but it off, no, mate. It get it off good. for the people to it, see. It was quite funny because um, the talk around the club, you know, we we always say, oh, where are you going, where are you going? Everyone has the same answer. Um, and you would have known, obviously, when you are here in, at the Bulldogs, oh, going to Noosa or going to the Gold Coast or going up to Brisbane or whatever it may be because, as you said, it's just the – it's where the heat is and everyone chases that that time of year. Um, and that's definitely what we did. But it's also, um, as you touched on, it's like when – I, when I say touched on, you touched on this last week, it's like – it's like, um, yeah – it's a nice little refresher that you get mid-year and, and not being able to, I guess, have much time off between each week. And the biggest breaks you do get tend to be, you know, the ten oh, the nine-day breaks or the eight-day breaks that you get. You probably get maybe one or two days off here or there. But to actually have four days off in a different state away from footy was really nice. And, um, you know, to be able to go up there with the girls was awesome. And then obviously be able to watch you play um, you know, sit, put my feet up and and have a nice little red wine with Kimmy was was a was good. Yeah, it's it is probably um you know looking back and being in Melbourne and never spending really a winter up here apart from maybe the hub year, it's it's magical, mate. The the winters here are just 
insane. Like every day I walk outside and I'm like, geez, how good is this? Like it gets a bit cooler at night, as you said. You wear a jumper and you still got shorts on, but um, it's perfect for sleeping because you're not hot and you're not cold. You just have a good night's sleep and then you wake up and the weather is just so nice every single day, mm. no matter what. No, I agree. Um, one other thing I wanted to mention before we um, get stuck into the show. Um, obviously, one of, one of our great mates and obviously one of your housemates, Jaden Shea, uh, he uh, had a uh, nice little interview on the Channel 7 up there in Queensland. I wanted to give that a plug because I uh, I said to him on Sunday, I'll give it a plug. It was quite funny. He loves his horses, doesn't he? Yeah, it's good, mate. He, uh, Jado and um, Connor McKenna, they go down to Rob Heathcote's stable and it's pretty funny because they, well, it's not funny, but he, he gets up at like three o'clock every morning and goes down there and works away. So it's nice of him to to get the Channel 7 crew down there and, you know, pump them up like he like he did. And I think the story was all about Connor, but Jado made a guest appearance, which was ironic because he doesn't mind the spotlight himself. <laughs> oh, it's hell. And it, as you said, it, it is a pretty big effort for him because he's, um, well, what's his official role? He's got the property guy, but he does a bit more on the bench and does a bit of, um, or oh, whether you call it coaching or not. But so he gets up at three and then has to go to, go to work essentially and then spend the whole day at work. Yeah. So he gets up at three, heads to the stables and I think he's done by about seven, eight o'clock in the morning. And then essentially he comes back home, has a quick shower and grabs a coffee and then heads to training and starts doing all the property stuff. So yeah, as you said, he's the property manager, but he does a bit of operation stuff. He's on the bench. So he's a bench coach. Um, yeah. And he goes across a lot of areas. He'd love that we're talking about him right now. If I'll, I'll tell him <laughs> after this, he'll be, he'll be that pumped. Oh, you won't have to tell him because he, he's a uh, he's a he's a diehard fan, isn't he? Surely on the unit drive out to um to training, he puts the podcast on and has a listen over the speakers, mate. Everyone's playing it out loud. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought uh, I thought I'd give that a mention because uh, I told him I'd I'd give him a little plug. Well, good on you, Jado. But no, we'll get into it. And this is probably the biggest segment of the year that we're going to do. Um, right up to this point, uh, the journey to your to your first time doing the celebration, the A celebration that was spoken about. <laughs> Finally, you were able to do it, and for what it's worth, it was one of the funniest celebrations I've ever seen because you genuinely look like a gangster, and it was like a last-minute celebration where you were chucking the A up. But, um, mate, how, how good? Yeah, it was good. It was. Uh, it took a bit of time, but I was. It's funny because the first set shot that I had, uh, I was thinking about it, and the St Kilda players were actually saying to me, "Oh, get around the podcast, get around the podcast," and I, it just got in my head, and I was like, "Oh no." So I leant back on it and just didn't hit it right, and it was a bit frustrating. But then the second one, I got a bit of a gimme free kick and and managed to uh, put that one through. So I was a bit shaky again, but nice to actually get the celebration out the way. Yeah, well, it's been a big build up because um, just to refresh the um, minds of our fans that listen, you obviously you you promised the celebration about oh I got to say what round five or six when we started to talk about the fact that you hadn't kicked the goal. Yeah, I reckon it was about then because, you know, last year you kicked how many goals? You kicked like 15 goals last year. You had a dominant year in front of um, goals for a midfielder. Was yeah, it more? 19. I think 19. Oh, yeah. well, there you go. Sorry, mate. Don't want to undersell you. You probably did. <laughs> you actually probably did kick 19. But as I said, you started promising the goal after about round five or six, you know, right up to round 12, you went goalless. Uh, round 13 is when you actually kicked your goal and it was that snap. You know, great snap. Um, you won the ball, handballed it out, handballed back to you. You snapped it, and you didn't do the A celebration, and everyone was devastated. You touched on how it actually crossed your mind, 
but you couldn't because you're getting mobbed by all your teammates, which is fair because, you know, it's a bit hard to do the A when you've got, you know, 17 blokes jumping all over you. Lead up to round 14, obviously, um, you promised us, you absolutely promised us. You had a shot earlier in the game. Not sure if you were, uh, if you were, I don't know, if you were thinking about it, but um, you, you don't kick it. Round 14, you obviously don't get a goal. Then round 15 comes and you have your set shot early and you obviously miss. So it's clearly playing on your mind because I've seen that shot a million times over at training and during games that you would never miss a shot. You were probably 40 metres out, didn't kick it well, obviously missed. You're probably on your mind. And then, as you said, get the free kick, 15 metres out. I'm sure you're thinking in the back of your mind, I need to do this A celebration. You go back and you slot it. What a build-up it's been. You finally kick it. How freaking good. Yeah, it was nice, mate. I'd be lying to say that it wasn't playing on my mind because uh, going through those set shots, I was I was definitely thinking about it. But I suppose you you do think about it because you promised to do it and I promised to do it myself. So um, obviously not doing it the first time meant that I had to do it when I kicked the second one. So it was very enjoyable. Even a few of the boys now at training when we were going through practice and we're doing set shots, they're all like on the standing on the mark doing the <laughs> celebration, like trying to put me off. So yeah, maybe a few of the opposition blokes will be doing the same thing down the track, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. When you actually missed the first one, did you think about like what what was going through your mind? Were you thinking far out? That was my chance. Yeah, it was a little bit further out that one, so disappointed. But thought about the eight quarter time, and then I was like, oh no, I missed that one. So now if I get another one, I've got to do it. So um, as soon as I got that free kick and I was walking back, I was like, geez, if I don't kick this, <laughs> I'm in trouble. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, put it through and finally got the A up, which is awesome for the fans. Exactly, our Aces fans who, um, who've been um, sending messages about it. Did you think uh, how you were going to do it? Because obviously when you, when you kicked the goal, you, did the, um, you actually did the double fist. You did uh, what I love to do. And then you chucked up the, uh, the Aces. Um, like, did it actually go through mine? Because it's actually a pretty hard celebration because – it's like, do you just stop there and stand and do it or do you run like you were? You were like running towards your teammate, chucking the ace on up. And as I said, <laughs> if no one, if there's people out there that don't listen to our potty, they would have thought, what the heck is going on here? But yeah, was it something where you thought, how am I going to actually do this? Yeah. I mean, I had a bit of a rush of blood because it went through and I was like, you know, when sometimes when a goal goes yeah. through and you're just pumped about it, you're that happy. Yeah. So you just, I did the double fist, Adam Trelaw tribute. Um <laughs> flex first and then I thought I might as well chuck the A up so then I just went for the A and it uh it came off but Huey McCluggage said to me he was running towards me and he was the first guy that I high-fived and he was like after the game he said to me he's like oh I thought I nearly ruined your your celebration because I was coming in hot like he was coming in real hot to, yeah, yeah, to yeah. celebrate with me and he like thought that I was going to put it off but I luckily just got it straight up mate and um yeah got it out there it was beautiful I know you probably said it before, but did your teammates know that that's what you were going? That's what the plan was for when you kicked the goal this week in particular. That that's what you wanted to do. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They they're keen listeners to the potty, mate. All of my teammates, <laughs> even uh, Jack uh, Jack Gunson's the only one that's probably like, if you do that celebration, <laughs> I'm not getting around you. <laughs> what but, uh, what was what was his? So when you did it, did he know that? Um, like, did he know about it or he, was he like one of those fans thinking, what the heck's Dunk's doing? 
No, no, Gunners was like, he knew ages ago because I, I think we um we said it on the potty and then must have listened to it or somehow got across it and he knew that I'd be, I'd be doing it if I kicked the goal. So, um, yeah, it was funny because he actually said to me, he was the only guy that said to me, if you do it, I'm not going to celebrate with you. <laughs> so, luckily, he wasn't out there on the weekend and didn't have to celebrate with me. <laughs> what are the chances of... Gunner's listening to this and him chucking up an A sign for the Oz American Aces when he comes back and kicks a goal. Well, mate, we got to make a trend of this. You got to do this now, and then it'll keep it'll keep flowing on, and then we'll get a few of the other boys potentially uh, down the track to get it up too. Yeah, yeah, I'll chuck one up. I just got to practice the A because I don't know if I'd be any good at it. Um, it's easy, mate. Yeah, yeah, I'll chuck it up. But yeah, I'm that's it. Up. That's it. <laughs> I might do it a different way. For what it's worth, as well. <laughs> Um, I'm not sure if you've you've probably rewatched it because you probably wanted to see yourself. Did you listen to Hodgie, his commentary behind it? No, I didn't. I actually, I actually haven't watched it. I haven't watched it back. I've seen oh, a few really? of the um, yeah, the clips on Instagram and stuff, but I haven't listened to the the commentary. For what for what it's worth, obviously the A wasn't for me. The A wasn't for ads. It wasn't for Adam. It was all, it was for all the Oz American Aces fans out there, and um, you know our loyal uh, fans that like listening to our potty and obviously message in and, and know all about it. So firstly, it's it's about Oz American Ace. It's not about me. Secondly, <laughs> I haven't been abusing you for 14 weeks because Hodgie said he's great, mate. Adam Trelaw has been abusing him to put up the A, so that's why he put up the A. So for what it's worth, I obviously haven't been abusing you. I would never abuse anybody and you're definitely the – if I was to abuse someone, it definitely wouldn't be you because I love you and you know that. So for all the, um, all the listeners out there, we all know that I definitely wasn't abusing you throughout the year. Yeah, no, the, the double flex was for you. That was, the, that was the one for you. And then the A was for the Aces, mate. I think uh, well, we know that and all our, um, yeah, it's just about our, our listeners and our fans knowing that too. Yes, no, you're spot on. So yeah, there we go. It's not, it wasn't about me, Hodgie. Hopefully, Hodgie uh, listens to this as well. He's uh, he's always he's around. He comes around the footy club still as well, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He comes around a fair bit. We actually talk about footy stuff, but then the podcast and the media side of things. So it's good. It's good conversation. He actually okay. loves it, mate. He loves our potty, like uh, like Roaming Brian did too. BT, for what it's worth, we've got to give him a massive shout out because he was enormous for for us and and getting a bit of exposure. He came up to you and. Um, it is pretty funny though, because Tommy, our uh, our great mate Tommy, he sent him a message as you've, <laughs> I think, you know, with about two or three minutes to go in the game when, oh, um, that's putting it lightly, but the game was pretty much over with about five or ten minutes to go, and he sent a message to um to uh, BT and in our group chat, he um obviously the group chat that we have, he he said I'm gonna word BT up and see what BT does, and BT gave him the thumbs up, and then yep. There you are, mate. End of the game, you're uh, you're chatting to him and talking about the potty. So we got to give him a big shout out. Yeah, it was funny. He came up to me and he's like, "Oh, what was it like the A all about?" Like he would have he would have known because Hodgie said that stuff probably. But um, it's funny that he actually asked that question. It was a bit of a yeah a question for me to then obviously tell everyone out there what it was about. So great for the potty, great for our fans first and foremost. But um, yeah, we love the exposure and uh, we want to keep growing, don't we, mate? Yeah, we do, and and as you just touched on again, a, a big thank you to all the fans that um that messaged in, and it just shows that the support that we have, and I love the fact that um you know when when uh you know when we got on this little um trend of trying to get you to kick a goal and everyone uh, wanting to see you do the celebration, and then when you didn't do it, there were so many fans that messaged in saying, "Come on, Dunks, we need you to do it." So um we love the fact that we're able to do that, but um 
you know, maybe I could do one. Maybe I should do one uh, if I kick a goal maybe this week or whenever. Mate, you got to do it. I've done it now. Like, you've got to do it. I don't have to do it again. You can just keep, <laughs> you have to do one. And then and then it'll go, it'll be beautiful. Everyone else, even we'll get little kids hopefully running around dropping the A sign. That'd be cool. Okay. Well, I promise if I kick a goal this week, I will um, Ooh, I'll do go. it. But there needs to be a the right time and right and the right time and place because, you know, not that I plan on losing or we plan on losing, but is it fair enough? It has to be like put it this way: if you weren't winning on the weekend and you were down by thirty points, and you've kicked the goal, you're chucking up the A side. Uh, no, probably not. But if it's early <laughs> stages not. in the game, like yes. first second quarter, I reckon it's uh, it's play on. But yes. hey, you can do it a little bit more subtly if you want. You don't yeah, have to yeah. stick it up here. You can just. <laughs> You can just go like this, just next year. <laughs> As I'm walking back, watching the replay up on the big screen, I'll just chuck a little no, there like that. <laughs> no, it's got to be when straight after. Yeah, no, okay. Well, I will. Um, I will. I promise you, I'll chuck up an A for Kiki Snag this week. But we we should touch on your game as well. We um um obviously we've been touched on the celebration, and and as I said, it was uh the main uh. Um, talking point for this week for us, and I love that you've done it. We've moved on from that now, which is great. Um, yeah, your game. Obviously, another a uh, prime time game, another great game by yourself. Um, you know, you uh, you played Marvel really well, and you came up against a really good side in St Kilda. Who, um, you know, they were in it. They were right in it in, for the majority of the game, and, and right at the very end, obviously, you guys ran away with it. But how did you see the game, and um, you know how how you, I guess, still building from that? Yeah, it was a good game. I mean, probably expected it to be a bit of an arm wrestle for. Majority of the time, they play a very interesting, interesting brand. St Kilda, I feel like they um, they like to get all their numbers back and then and then rebound from there. So sometimes, like you feel like you win it from stoppage and you're getting contested ball and things like that, and it's going forward into your forward fifty. But then all their numbers are there, so you're kicking it straight to them, and then they can rebound and go the other way. So uh, it was a bit of an arm wrestle, and we probably had a few times where we could have stopped them, but we didn't uh, through a few breakdowns and stuff like that. But I thought overall uh, we went into the game wanting to tick off a few things and we managed to do that. And, you know, running away, I can't remember how much we won by in the end, but running away winners in a in a big game for, you know, that I think it separates us from them uh, two wins now. So they were fourth, uh, we were fourth and they were fifth. So it's nice to obviously get that separation and continue on a, um, yeah, it's a couple of wins in a row now. So, uh, yeah, nice to obviously get those two wins back on the board and um, look forward to, to moving on this week to the Tigers. Yeah, no, I agree. What about um, your own game? How did you see see that? I mean, you know, you're still playing as consistent as footy as anybody in, in your side and I personally think you're probably winning the BNF currently as we speak. So, and that's a non-biasty. Um, yeah, how did you find yourself and, and how do you think uh, you went? Yeah, it was a different game. I think uh, all steel, Jack Steele actually um, came to me a little bit more. So I haven't really been tagged much in the past, but he was coming to me at stoppages. So it was a bit challenging. Obviously, very similar size bodies. I feel me and Steely, and I've got the um, up, utmost respect for for him as a player and a person. So to go head to head with him a little bit around the source was was pretty good. And I thought I held my own um, probably a few times just. You know, got first possession off the ruck's hands, but didn't get it out quick enough, and I managed to hold it in. But you know what it's like—like like you want to create first possession to clearance and and get those mm. numbers up there. So mm. um, that was probably a little bit disappointing for me. 
But overall, I thought, you know, two shots at goal, uh, something that I've been working on like post-buy or all year really because I hadn't really kicked many goals. But um, the offensive side of my game is obviously growing and, and it's been nice to start to, you know, play consistent footy within the group because, you know, that's what we all aim to do is be consistent football players. And I think the good players in the comp play well consistently. So that's always something that's in the back of my mind. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, um, I still think you're being pretty biased with yourself. I, uh, yeah, you played a, another really terrific game, and it's great to see because us Oz American Aces fans and and as myself as well, we love watching you dominate. So it's great. Um, another question I just wanted to ask you: winning away from home, um, because you know you spend obviously, you know, depending on where you go, but um, you know, if you go to Perth, you usually spend two or three nights there, but um. Coming to Melbourne, you usually travel the night before and then obviously play at night and then leave the next day. After like a, a really good win interstate, do you, you know, even if you just want to give an insight into the fans, like what what do you boys, what will you do in terms of celebrating? Will you, um, you know, maybe have a beer in the change room or will you go back to the hotel and, and sit around and, you know, because it's it's a hard sport and at the end of the day, you want to celebrate the the little wins along the way, and um, it's never a, an easy task coming to Victoria or, or coming going anywhere away from your home state, playing against a really good side in St Kilda. Um, you know, what do you tend to do when you have a nice win like that? Yeah, this week was a little bit different because uh, we have a six day break into the Tigers on Thursday. So um, normal, so say a seven day break would be, you know, we come in. You, you win the game, obviously. The, the family, they, they do a really good job of getting all the families and friends in the rooms. So, firstly, spending time with your loved ones is the best thing. And, you know, everyone comes out and stands out there and talks to each other, like the coaches, you know, um, the CEO, the, the president, everyone's out in the rooms chatting around, which is awesome. I think that that little bit of time there is is precious. And to celebrate that bit of time with, you know, everyone at the football club, but also your family and friends is just incredible. And I think the club do that really, really well. Um, and then we'll just go into recovery, have a meeting, and then go back to the hotel. And yeah, we'll enjoy a, a quiet beer or two together at the hotel post-game post if it's a seven-day break or more. So it's nice to be able to do that with the boys because, you know, although we spend a lot of time together at the footy club, I feel like you don't really get the time like, like that to, to celebrate, mm. you know, everything you're, you're currently doing and, um, you know, you're not at home. So to be away and, and doing that is is special. I feel like you, you create some some special bonds and you hear some funny stories too, which is always good. We were we were actually talking this week. We didn't have the beers, but um, we are talking about just the hub, like the hub life because the Brizzy boys haven't really spent much time in the, in the hubs that we did. So, uh, yeah, just sharing a few stories there and, and what it was like and uh, things that they did to us when we came up to Brizzy. Do you remember that? When we came up to mm. Brizzy and mm. we're in the hub here and we're almost locked away and couldn't do anything apart from um, play the game. So it was pretty incredible. That They were blown away by all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, little things like that, I feel like they're really priceless and you get to share those connections with the boys. Yeah, I, I agree. It's a nice little insight because when, when um, players retire and you see a lot of people come and go, especially when you spend a lot of time in the AFL, one thing they always say that they miss a lot is, um, the you know, the 15, 20 minutes initially after the game because it's the, you know, after the win, obviously after a game because it's the time you get to celebrate what's been a good performance and you're sitting there and, you you know, you're next to your mate who, who you know, gave it his all and, it, and is exhausted as you are and um, it's the time that you can really enjoy 
um, the fruits of your labor, really, because, um, you know, that's uh, why we play the game. We want to win. So, oh, it's a nice little insight. And it was also Fags' birthday, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was funny. Um, Fags' birthday, and he's, I think it was his 150th, too. So, a bit of a milestone for him. It was nice to get the win for him. But I actually went and uh, a few people know this because BT actually said it to me on the Roaming Brian as well. But I got him a pair of shoes. He loves those Nike Zoom Xs. You know, the Zoom Xs. Mm. Have you tried those, those shoes? Yeah, I've seen them. Yep. So I visited the uh, the Nike employee store in South Melbourne there, and I thought oh, I might get Fags a pair of those Nike Zoom Xs. So I uh, messaged him what size he was, and he sent back straight away. So got him a pair and uh, wished him <laughs> happy birthday. Well, you're you're just the best, mate. I did read something. Uh, I think Lockie Neal did an interview after the game, and they asked him who um, Teacher's pet was, and he said that uh, he used to be. He isn't anymore. He thinks you are. Do you reckon you are? <laughs> No, that's only because I'm new. I actually still, every time, Fags will still spray me, but he doesn't spray Lockie, never sprays Lockie. Oh, really? So what, give it, give it, I don't know, another eight months, nine months when you're back for the, you know, another year and you won't be the teacher's pet? No, I don't think so. I think that'll <laughs> that'll grow out. Ah, oh, it's interesting. Well, uh, it's good. A big happy birthday to Fags. We uh, um, celebrate everything here and he, uh, you love playing under him. So happy birthday, Fags. That's it, mate. Happy birthday to Fags. As I said earlier, I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed being able to watch your game, though. As I said, I um, was up in Brisbane and and uh, went up to the Goldie and uh, went to the beach there and, and caught up with a couple friends um, for breakfast on the Gold Coast and actually went out to a really nice restaurant. I um, actually don't know what it's called, but I think you and – Kaiser uh, might have been there because you um, you both uh, love hearted it on my socials when I uh, put a photo up. It's that Asian fusion joint in in the city. Do you remember? Oh, I don't know. I'm no good with names. I think you were the one who might have. Oh, one of you guys might. Yes, that's it. Went there, mate. It was a nice little feed. Had a nice uh, had a nice uh, red wine with Kimmy and um, and got to spend some quality time with Georgie, which was great. She's uh, other than the vomiting uh, at your house on on the Sunday, she. Um, it was great to, um, you know, when I don't see her, she uh, and and I see her like, you know, I hadn't seen her in like, oh, it'd been like a month and a half. It blows my mind how much she matures and um, I can have a genuine conversation with her, like, which just blows my mind. It's um, insane, and and you you'll understand one day, maybe one day soon, who knows? But uh, whenever you have a uh, you and Tipsy have a little baby, you'll understand how much it blows your mind. Because yeah, the fact that I can actually have a convo with. Georgie and um, yeah, it makes me laugh because I'll I will um I'll try and teach her like how to kick a footy or at the moment trying to teach her how to hit um, like a tennis ball off the racket and she um she'll do it and then she'll then try and teach me how to do it and I'll sit there awesome. and I'm like don't teach me I know how to do it but anyway it was um yeah it was a good boy it was a very good boy but um we'll move on from that netball mate uh, netball's done for me mate so you're the uh, you're going to be the uh, the expert for us. Um, fill us in on the netball. Yeah, well, I went up to – so played Friday night. Tipper played – the Thunderbirds played the Swifts on Saturday night. So I travelled up to Sydney the day after we played and uh, got up there and caught up with Tip before the game and they played at 7 o'clock. So went to the stadium. My uncle was there. Her mum and um, brother was there as well. So and auntie and uncle, I think, too. So, yeah, there was a few in the support crew and um, – Watch the game, mate. It was one of the best games, probably the best game that I've ever seen of of Nepal ever. Like to the 
from the start to the end, I feel like everyone was a little bit nervous at the start. And, you know, everyone was figuring each other out and finding, you know, what would work and what wouldn't. And then a few changes and things just went on in the game. And yeah, at the end, it was like 30 seconds to go. For those that didn't watch, 30 seconds to go. And um, the Thunderbirds were down by one and they got it within the two point zone. And uh, Lucy missed it. But then. They got the rebound. The Swifts got the rebound. Threw a long pass across the center court, interception, and then straight back in for one and hit the goal. And it was a draw mm. on the siren. Mm. So then extra time and the Thunderbirds then ran away with it. So they're into the grand final, mate, which is huge. Unbelievable. I was actually get getting a little bit emotional at the end there because well, when they, you know, when you find out you win and you're in a grand final, like you know what it's like that that mm. moment after, you know figuring out that you're playing in the grand final. And it's pretty special. And I feel like, yeah, there's obviously one more win to go that they need. But that that is just one of the yeah craziest things you could ever think of is, you know, looking back and, you know, the Thunderbirds have been struggling for quite some time. I think it's been 10 years since they were in the finals and actually won it. So, um, yeah, a lot of them were in tears and enjoying their moments, which was pretty cool to be there and a part of. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. It was one of the best games of netball that I've watched, and um, I've watched quite a few in the past few years. And um, it kind of, well, not kind of, did had you on on the edge of your seat for most of the game. And um, obviously, you obviously supporting the Thunderbirds, and and so was I. And um, you know, we were riding the wave with Tipper and and the game, and there was the ebbs and flows. And and being away, that's something you got to you know can't take lightly. The fact that it was an away game as well for uh, for the Thunderbirds and. Um, you know, the Swifts have been the best team all year. It must be, you know, how was Tipper after the game? You obviously would have spent the night with her and then I've seen her the next day. How was, like, was she very chilled? For, obviously, uh, you know, I know Tipper quite personally and um, she's obviously very chilled and relaxed all the time. Surely she was, like, <laughs> you know, over the moon, couldn't believe it, was um, pinching herself. Yeah, it was... I think everyone was in the same boat because not one of them, I don't think, had played a final before. So they were all just on edge and they were just that excited about winning and being in a grand final. And yeah, Tip was, she was up and about. She actually had to get drug tested after the game. So that brought her back down to earth a little bit. So she had to wait around and do that. But uh, nah, it was, yeah, it was an awesome moment. And she was so excited and I was just so happy for her because she deserves it. She's been, you know, obviously moved away from home. And then her and I living apart. She's she's down there. She has a housemate down there, Courtney, who um, yeah, who obviously spends some time with her. But she's majority down there by herself with her team, and uh, that's a lot of downtime, you know, in your room or whatever she's doing by herself. So, um, very proud of her, mate. It's a it's a huge achievement, but obviously one more to go. Yep. No. Nah, and also, I am I'm proud that uh, that was my, one of my predictions for the weekend. I got that correct. But the other game, obviously, um, Fever were too good for the Vixens. Who do you think wins between Fever and um, Swifts? Oh, it's a big game. I think I actually think that Fever beat them because it is in New South Wales again. So, yep, uh, it's going to be obviously a um, you know a dominant crowd in favour of the Swifts. Yeah, I actually do too because on paper, I think Fever have the best team in the in the whole league. I think, yeah, I legit think with Fowler and Bruce, they're two probably the two best bookends in the league, and, and that's all due respect to all the other players um, that play that mm. position in the league. But yeah, so they're going to be hard to beat. 
Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Swiss win though, but it's exciting because, um, you know, once we know who they'll play, it'd be cool preparation for the Thunderbird girls. Um, are they all watching together? Do you know? I don't know if they're watching it together, uh, but I, I do know that they're training together in the afternoon. So they might train and then sit down and watch it together, which would be pretty cool to see who they're playing against. But yeah, it's, it's a it's a normal preparation kind of week for them. They don't want to, you know, obviously having a week off, they want to freshen up a little bit, but they're like, I think they're doing match sim on Saturday. So pretty much trying to emulate a normal week, which is, which I think is a great idea. Um, I think that's nice to be able to lead into a, a grand final, nice and fresh, but also yeah, ready to go. Yeah. Do you like, because I only knew this on the weekend. I asked Kimmy where the granny is. She said it's in Melbourne. I didn't know it was a mutual um, like stadium. I used to think it was the home team got the got the granny. Do you like the fact that it's a mutual stadium? I do. Personally, I do because then there's no – well, if, if the Vixens were in it, then it would be a little bit more like, mm. or, you know, that could be a bit um, advantageous or however you say it. But um, – I think it's cool. It's like the MCG being our home ground for the grand final. Like that, that's something that's always been tradition, and I think they should continue to do that. And obviously, the big government stepped in and um, took over the major partnership of Nepal Australia. So that's a big one too for for them to have the the grand final, which I think is awesome. Yeah, me too. Do you reckon you'll be able to go to the game? Do you know? Have you ever checked your schedule? Yeah, we play West Coast, so. I'm not too sure how that's going to work because we play at 1.40, I think it is, on Saturday and their game's at 7. So um, oh. whether I whether I make it whether I make it like at halftime or something, we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> wow, that would be insane. If anyone's going to pull it off, I'm sure it'll be you. Um, <laughs> but no, well done, Tipper. We, uh, we're very proud of you here on our uh, potty and Oz American Aces fans are all proud of you. So um, we'll be able to update next week and um, wish you all the proper good luck. Uh, our favourite uh, uh, continuous segment that we've been doing: the start bench cut. It's a good one. This one. Do you want to? Uh, do you want to read the names out and positions or position? Yeah, I'll read. I'll read it out. Um, it is a good one. I feel like these three players are all really good players for their own teams, respectively. And um, so we've got Mitch Lewis, Oscar Allen, and Peter Wright. Start bench cut. You go first. It's a very, very hard one because I rate these three extremely highly and would love to uh, be able to kick them the footy. Um, my start would probably be oh, probably Mitch Lewis. Yep. My bench. See, this is so hard because I feel like I'm just disrespecting one of Oscar or Peter. I'm going to say bench purely because he's a oh, – purely because he – was one of BNF and was unreal. Peter Wright, and I'm going to cut Oscar Allen. And I rate Oscar Allen that highly. I think he's going to be one of the best uh, forwards in the competition. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I'm going to do one different to you. I'm going to go start Mitch Lewis because I think he's a gun. Oh, I think they're all guns. I'm going to um, bench Oscar Allen and cut Peter Wright. But I do rate all three players. So um, I just think Mitch Lewis and Oscar Allen together – would be pretty cool combination to see. Yeah, well, they're the kind of the prototype power forward nowadays. It's the one that can get up the ground because they they've got mm. great tanks, all three of them. Um, I don't know how they run testing wise, but in game is the most important thing, and they run extremely well. And they've got great hands. And I swear, all three have dominated against 
me, well, a game that I've been involved in where I'm on that team, all three of them have dominated against me, especially Mitch oh, Lewis this year. In, and, and, the, and the biggest thing for me that, that I, it comes to mind is Mitch, they're all, well, Peter Wright, obviously the Eagles, uh, sorry, um, the Bombers are in the top eight at the moment, but largely the three of them have done it in teams where they, you know, haven't been the best. You know, Hawthorne are sitting yep. wherever they're sitting and, and the Eagles are down the bottom, but, the, but Oscar Allen still kicked. How many goals is she? He's like 35 goals or something. It's pretty impressive because you look at them and you think, you know, imagine them in a uh, in one of the teams up the ladder, like where they're getting mm. a little bit more supply and things like that. So, um, yeah, it's pretty good to see all those guys going well. Obviously, uh, Peter Wright's been out with his shoulder, but he's back now playing. But um, last year, obviously, a best and fairest year. So, yeah, they're all really, really good players. And yeah, as you said, you'd love to be kicking the ball to them most, most of the time. So um, it's great. That's another another tough one. It's good because uh, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of uh, answers. We get some great answers from our fans. Last week was quite funny because um, I think most of them agreed with uh, with what I said. Not in the same order, but CD Lamb um, was obviously one of them. Chris Olave was the other one. They were probably the main two that you start or bench. And OBJ, if you're a realist, you're not starting him over any of those two. <laughs> and you said start. And one of them, I see a comment saying, CD Lamb going to, um, I don't know, like prove dunks wrong or something like that. Did you see that? I didn't see that comment, but yeah, I was, it I was, was just a, trying to stir the pod, mate. <laughs> it was a CD emoji and it was a, um, like a lamb, obviously, and it was say dunks about to, I don't know, cop something. Like, uh, it made me laugh because uh, <laughs> it just shows our, our, our fans and they listen and they send their own in. So I'm keen to see what they send in this week. It's good. We love it. We love it. Um, moving on, the uh, Oz American Aces apparel is coming. So we just wanted to uh, let you all know that it is coming. Uh, and then we're going to get some ads and dunk stuff in there too, which would be awesome. Um, and a quick up- update on the 1,000 five-star ratings. We're currently on 735. So we've got 265 to go uh, before a massive giveaway. So make sure, as we say every week, uh, jump on, rate us five stars, and we want to get to a thousand so then we can give away or do a massive giveaway where you know there'll be jumpers there'll be boots there'll be everything involved um on the american aces platform so uh yeah be sure to to hit that up and and rate us yeah well i couldn't agree more we're currently on 735 ratings so we've got 265 to go it's slowly um pegging away but um i one thing we haven't touched on this uh this week and it's Quite rude of us because we do this every week for our listeners. We know we love them. We need to touch on our games for this round and a little bit yes. of a preview uh, before we finish um, the potty. And um, yeah, we'll talk about your game this week and a big, absolute blockbuster game against uh, Richmond at the Gabba, which is, uh, I know, something you'll be looking forward to because um, more than likely will be a sellout crowd. Oh, I believe it's a sellout crowd already. And Richmond are absolutely flying at the moment. Um, and you're you're getting a team that's um you know really fighting for a spot in the top eight. You must be excited about you know the game, and I'm looking forward to another Thursday night game. Yeah, we've had a, a string of games now where it's been you know Friday, Thursday, which has been nice. So um <clears throat> to to play the Tigers on Thursday night, it's going to be a special one for us. Obviously, as you mentioned, it's going to they're in great form, and we need to be at our very best as we as I say every week. But uh, yeah, going to be a sellout crowd, I think so to come up against them and 
Um, we had a bit of a look at them this week and they haven't really changed their ways much uh, from their premiership years. They still like to play a very similar style and adding different personnel in there makes it harder to to know what they're actually going to do. But, um, you know, the likes of Tim Taranto, I think Jacob Hopper's back this week. Um, Dion Presti is out. So um, that's a big out, I feel, because he's a very important player to him, Dion Presti and um, but yeah, all their key pillars are all in there. You know, Dusty's in there. That Shy Bolton is an absolute weapon and dominating the competition these days. So um, yeah, we're gonna have to be, as I said, at our very best again. Uh, but really looking forward to the challenge as we do every week because you know we always say it. But each team as they come, um, if you're not on your game, they can roll you. So uh, yeah, looking forward to that one. Yeah, you're right. Richmond always seem to. Um Every time I've just seen a Brisbane-Richmond game at the Gabba, it always seems to be, you know, one, a really close game or, or an entertaining game for that. Um, and Richmond always seemed to play the Gabba really well. Um, yep. As you said, you guys, you know, well and truly have to be on your A game against a team that's, um, you know, really firing at the moment. How do you reckon you go about combating their midfield? And as you said, Dion Prestia is obviously a big out, but, um, as you touched on, Shy Bolton is, is as good as anybody in the comp. Dustin Martin looks like he's, you know, his last couple of games has well and truly been back to his best. Trent Cotchin last game was that um, was his big milestone game where he, um, you know, wound back the clock and played really well. Um, you know, how do you feel like you're going to go at combating that? Yeah, it'll be a collective approach. I mean, you just reeled off a few names there. They've got a, obviously a lot of players that can go through the midfield and so do we. So, um There'll be certain little things I reckon we'll do to try and to try and expose them. Uh, they are a very honest midfield, though. Like you know, we talked about Taranto, or a lot of people are talking about Taranto being the player that he has and the, putting up the numbers that he is, and he's been pretty good for him and, and actually going really well. So I feel like um, you know, we'll, I might potentially go to him a little bit, try and as I talk about every week, you know, spend some time on on the best player on the opposition team. So I look forward to to that challenge, but. Um, yeah, just want to play footy, mate, and play our way because that's what has got us to this point. And when we're playing our best footy, I feel like we're playing our our style and brand. So looking forward to to the challenge. Obviously, the Thursday night game. Have you played a, a sellout Gabba game, night game, where it's buzzing and Brisbane are flying? Have you played in one of those games yet? Yeah, I've played, I think, Easter Thursday against the Pies. That was pretty cool, the, the sellout crowd. And um, the Gabba was rocking because... Obviously, the Pies are, are a great team and they have a lot of supporters everywhere. So, they all turned up and our crowd and our supporters turned up too. So, that was pretty cool, that one. Must give you like a an extra spring in your step and um, it, it, the momentum for you guys coming in must be enormous based off just the, the energy that the crowd brings for you and something that I know that you thrive off playing in front of big crowds and then having that home, home ground advantage must be something that you, again, look forward to. Yeah, it is something you look forward to. I've always, I probably haven't noticed it as much compared to, you know, when, well, sorry, I've, I've noticed it more now, you know, being away from Marvel Stadium every week where it's not really a home ground because everyone has mm. that ground or a majority, I don't know, probably four or five teams have Marvel Stadium as their home ground. So when you come up against them, it's not a home ground advantage. Whereas the Gabba is a genuine home ground and teams come here and they, you know, we want teams to come here and, and fear us because that's what you want to make your home ground, your fortress. And um, it is special to be, be able to play in front of the, the crowd and 
to be honest, it's something that I've you know just really enjoyed here at Brizzy is the the passionate supporters and how much they get around us, not only on game day but all the time. So I love playing for the Lions first and foremost, but for their supporters too. Yeah, no, I agree. It's something that I look at from afar, and it'd be pretty cool um, to have your own uh, your own stadium. I guess I've obviously experienced that at the Giants, but obviously the in terms of the fan base at the time, it was nowhere near what the Brisbane Lions would be. So um, it's definitely an advantage. I've been uh, well and truly a part of games where it's been a sellout uh, Brisbane crowd, and um, yeah. It, it is quite intimidating because um, there's some passionate fans there. But, yeah, I uh, look forward to the game, mate. I'll, um, I'll have my feet up, but I'll probably have my pasta because I'll be playing uh, in a couple of days' time instead of, uh, instead of um, a beer. So, yeah, look forward to you hopefully uh, putting on another clinic and the, and the line's getting up. <laughs> yeah, we look forward to it too. What about you, mate? You play um, the Dockers who are in good form. They had a really big win last week and uh, I think – from earlier in the year when you played against them, they're probably going a little bit better than what they were then. So uh, how are you seeing that one and how are you feeling about it? I reckon you're underest- underst- understated that. I-, I definitely think they're going way better than what they were, obviously, at the start of the year. We we knew that, you know, when we spoke about Frio earlier on in the year, um, you know, in the weeks that they played you guys and played us, the footy that they're playing now is is what we were expecting and they were just showing that inconsistently where now they're, Obviously, looks like they're back to um, you know a certain way they want to play, and um, you know that finals footy like footy they played last year is well and truly how they're playing now. And um, you know they've they've spoken about how you know we beat them around the contest last time we played them that they're gonna you know want to come and rectify that here in Melbourne, and um, they've got a good record against us here in Melbourne, and they beat us last year. You know, obviously at Marvel and, and then beat us um, in that final. So they've got a good uh, history against us in a game that, um, you know, we need to win. We need to keep building on our season. We're able to go into the bye with a win, which is nice. But, um, you know, you mentioned, you know, you, you went two games clear of St. Kilda. This is an opportunity for us to, uh, you know, be able to get more points on the board and, and keep pegging our way up the ladder and, um, you know, trying to um, solidify our spot in the top eight. And we know that... Um, if we play the way that we want to play and and the way we've shown in the first half of the year in certain games that, um, you know, the scoreboard will look after itself and we have to win those games. So really looking forward to it. Um, you know, when you're away from it for, you know, a week, you, you enjoy the break, but when you watch the game, you get a little bit envious over the weekend and, and you want to, you know, you feel like you want to be out there. So, yeah, really looking forward to it. Um, it's obviously a, a, an interstate team coming here, so we're looking. You talk about playing in front of a good crowd. I'm really looking forward to our Bulldogs fans getting out there and supporting us. And you know, a 145 game, which I don't think I've played yet this year. I believe the boys have played, but I was injured. So I love the Saturday 145 time slot because you know you've still got the the late afternoon and you go out for dinner and whatnot on the Saturday night instead of getting home and staying up till you know three in the morning because it's a night game. So yeah, I'm looking forward to um, looking forward to the game. I think it's going to be a beauty, but yeah, hopefully we can win. So we're expecting uh, the old thirty and three from Adam Trelaw this weekend. <laughs> if I'm doing that, I'm I'm happy. But as long as there's a win <laughs> next to it, and I'll chuck the a uh, I'll chuck the a up. Um, yes, yes, you got to remember uh, to do that. Yeah, for the Oz American Aces fans, or maybe I can fit a D in there somewhere as well for. Uh, for you, actually, you you used to celebrate like that with a one hand. So maybe if I keep go, I'll celebrate like that, and then I'll chuck the the A up. Um, should be good. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I uh, I reckon it'll come to me the celebration as I'm. You know, hopefully the goal's a nice goal, and I can just come to me and just let it be 
authentic, mate, and see how it goes. (laughs) I look forward to seeing it. I think everyone else out there too, all our fans will love seeing that. So there you go. You heard it here first. Adzi's going to do the celebration, so we look forward to that. Yes, I uh, I look forward to it. Is there anything else uh, you want to talk about prior to us uh, wrapping up, mate? Uh, it's all good, mate. It was a good week. Good to see you and just looking forward to uh, the weekend's games and hopefully uh, catching up with you in a couple of weeks' time. Yes, I uh, I agree. It's been a great week. So good luck this week, mate. Um, once again, thanks to all our uh, our listeners. Make sure you jump on to the Ads and Dunks podcast on the Oz American Aces channel. Uh, make sure you support us. Get those comments in, those ratings in because, um, you know, the, the we've only got 265 to go, as I mentioned. So um, we're going to have a big giveaway. Um, keep looking out. Uh, and then supporting us um, as Dunks touched on earlier we've got some merch coming soon as well so um, we love the support that we get week in week out Um, thank you all very much good luck this week Dunks can't wait to see you hopefully get another win and you dominate thanks mate you too